Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about fat loss myths. So one of the craziest and probably my favorite thing is when a client or a friend or anyone I know comes to me and says, oh, well, I want to do, you know, insert X, insert any statement. And I'm like, oh, so that's a myth. And then I have to explain why that's incorrect. And for some reason, when it comes to fat loss, there are a lot of those. People just be making up stuff and putting it on the internet and everyone is believing it. So I'm going to break down some really simple, common things that I guarantee you have heard and explain why it's incorrect and what is actually correct so that we can look at things a little bit more accurately, which does help our relationship with fitness because when we believe things that are a myth, when things don't work out, we get angry. We're like, why is this not working? Well, it's not working because it's a myth. And so I do want to explain some of these things. So I am really excited for this episode. Before we get going, as always, remember, if the episode is helpful for you, if you learn something in it, if there's information in it that you find interesting, please don't forget to share it with your friends, family, online, social media, anywhere, just to get the word out. It helps the podcast grow, and I really appreciate it. And don't forget to tag me, because I like to see those and respond to those. Also, today's review is brought to you by Regus89. It's called Top Notch. Top Notch information for a realistic person, especially us moms with great perspectives. Every topic is something that has been a concern or interesting, and the information you provide is insightful. Your Instagram posts caught my eye, but the podcast takes it all to a new level. Thank you. Thank you, Regus89, for the review. And if the podcast is helpful for you, don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to the podcast. Also, today our show sponsor is Hydro Jug. I love their jugs. I know I've had them on multiple times because we have multiples of them. It makes my life easier. This week, my sister was in town with her four kids, and I had my four kids here, and I was able to give her a jug, a couple jugs. She had two, and I had two jugs. So as we ran our errands, we went to the splash pad, we went to the zoo, we went everywhere. We only had to carry around these two jugs, which made everything so much easier. They have a strap, which makes them hands-free, so you can take your kids around. They have a large opening so that you can easily dump in ice, fruit, whatever you want. It's easy to refill, not complicated. You can also get a thermos case that they go in, and they have different styles. They have a glass one, a stainless steel one, and a pro hydro jug. I actually have all three. My favorite is a stainless steel because I live in Arizona, and it's really hot here, so it really does keep the water cold. But it's easier for my kids to carry around their classic pro hydro jug one because it's a little bit lighter. So if you are trying to make sure you're drinking enough water, which you know I am a big, big fan of, try out hydro jug. Again, it's H-Y-D-R-O. J-U-G. And if you use the code SIMPLE10, it's again SIMPLE10, S-I-M-P-L-E-10, you get 10% off everything on their website. So you will be ready to pound your water this spring and summer when you're on the go. Again, HydroJug, code SIMPLE10. All right. Now let's get into those myths, dispel them, break them, kick them out of our brain, and be ready to go with truths that are going to make our progress and our abilities to maintain our progress and our lifestyle better. So let's get into it. 
My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed. So I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. So we're not going to beat around the bush with these myths. And I hope more than anything, I don't ruffle feathers. And also, as I explain them, I am trying to make the myth as simple as possible to make sense so you realize it's incorrect and you realize what is actually correct. So the first myth is people will say to me often, or I have seen it online or even in magazine ads, and let's be honest, it's clickbait. And a lot of the myths I'm going to explain today are clickbait. If you're like, I don't know what clickbait is, people will often put certain words that people want to see to get them to click on a story or read something or, you know, buy something. And so they will use things that people are insecure about to get them to click on it. And a lot of these myths today are that. It's like when people say, melt fat. (laughs) It's technically clickbait because that's not really how it works. But the first one I'm going to bring up is when people say, I want to turn my fat into muscle. So you'll see a post online or whatever and they say, turn your fat into muscle. That is a myth. It is a full out myth because fat and muscle are two totally different tissues. Physiologically, it is impossible. And it is like saying, I want to turn an apple into an orange they're not the same thing. They don't have the same components. So let's kind of explain this and what actually happens when our body loses fat and when we build muscle. Because I think when we understand this, it makes it more effective in general for the way we eat and the way we work out when we truly understand how the body loses fat. Because we don't turn fat into muscle to get more fit. So first, fat is adipose tissue. It is compromised of triglycerides. It's really that simple. So it's a different type of tissue. Muscle is made up of three different type of tissues. Skeletal, cardiac, which is the heart, the muscles in the heart, and smooth, which is mostly found in the intestine. So there's three different kinds in your body. Most of the time when we're talking about building muscle, we're talking about obviously skeletal muscle. And even as we build those muscles, we have fast twitch and slow twitch muscle fibers within our skeletal muscles. When it comes to our fat cells, and as I mentioned, fat is just adipose tissue. When it comes to those cells in our body, We only have a certain amount. So as we gain weight, when we eat an abundance of food, when we're overeating what our metabolism can handle, those fat cells enlarge. They become bigger. When we eat in a calorie deficit or balanced and we're also exercising at the same time and we're adding muscle, which muscle burns more calories because it takes more work for muscle to maintain itself— those fat cells shrink. So we're not necessarily getting rid of those fat cells. We are changing the size of them by growing them or shrinking them. But they are never fully going to disappear. They're just going to change in size. Fat cells are also not bad. Again, it's how they are growing and shrinking. During the weight loss or fat loss process, what happens is your body is taking 
energy from the fat cells to be used for your daily activities. So let's say that you are eating 1,800 calories, you're exercising, and your exercise makes the amount of calories more, that you're burning more than 1,800 calories. Your body will need energy because there's not enough as much food coming in. So then it will take from your fat stores to use as energy. And so that is partly how fat can be broken down. It's taking energy out of those fat stores. So when some people say fat is burned, it's not turned into muscle and it's not burned in the true sense, but it is broken down into usable energy. And that is how we reduce our fat. Ideally, muscle is preserved through this process because that is what's going to help that fat loss stick around and last long term. When we do extreme diets, yes, our caloric intake might be less than what we're doing, but it's so extreme that it ends up hurting our metabolism. And then when we do increase, we have a slower metabolism. So there is a fine line with this fat loss process and it not turning into muscle, but losing fat at the same time as we are maintaining muscle or as we are building muscle. So we want to preserve that muscle through strength training and through consuming protein-rich food in our diets. Protein and strength training together are what help build muscle. So if we are losing fat, we want to be able to maintain as much muscle as possible during the process so that it sticks around the fat loss long term. If your deficit is too large, it can rapidly cause muscle loss, which is bad news for maintaining that weight loss. It's not going to be helpful for you because it's actually going to start breaking down that muscle, as I said, for emergency fuel instead of breaking down fat. And then with the less muscle we have, as I mentioned, the metabolism slower, and then everything backfires. And this is also why I have to reverse diet so many of my clients because they've taken their deficit too low, which basically means they're eating way too little than what they should be for a moderate deficit to be effective. And then it ends up hurting the muscle and hurting their metabolism, which makes it not maintainable. And then they feel stuck. The other reason you need to keep muscle on is muscle is honestly more metabolically active than fat. That means that if someone is sitting on the couch doing nothing, but they have a large amount of muscle on their body, their metabolism has to do more at rest to maintain that muscle, which means it burns more calories at rest. I know my muscle mass, I've done body index tests, and I can say that what I burn doing nothing is higher than it used to be in my 20s when I had lower muscle mass, even though I was younger, because muscle is forgiving and muscle is more active than fat in the way that it helps our metabolism. So strength training for muscle is really important during this fat lossing because as I said, we want to decrease the fat, we want to maintain or build the muscle. It's hard to build muscle while you're losing fat because you're in a slight deficit, but you should be doing as much as you can to maintain what you have, if not build. So strength training, as I said, protein's really helpful. And the truth is after a strength training workout, your metabolic rate is normally elevated for up to 72 hours afterwards as well. So that's really important as well because that means that elevation, you're burning more calories. So two different tissues, you can't turn fat into muscle. As you lose fat, you want to maintain muscle and you want to focus on building it and not just focus on less food, less food, less food because that hurts your muscle, which is going to help you. 
The second myth that people often think is they will send me a DM or message or even a client will say to me, I really want to target my love handles. I really want to target my thighs. I really want to target my belly or my back of my arms. This is called spot training and it 100% is a myth. So let me break this down. And it is based on a fact technically, but it's skewed and warped like most myths is that they take something and they twist it. So 100%, you can build different muscles. You can increase muscle mass in different parts of your body and make them stronger, but you can't target fat loss. That's the difference. So let me explain this in a way that hopefully is helpful. When you're building muscle, the body part needs 48 to 72 hours to recover because you have broken it down with strength training and then the body has to repair it to make it stronger, which is what builds the muscle. Oftentimes, when people are trying to, in quotes, spot train, they will spend tons of time working the same muscle over and over again. So let's say maybe abs. They will train that body part over and over again, hoping that that body part looks better. I've seen them do it with arms, with legs. You know, like I said, abs are the most common one, but often, you know, that's what happens. They train them too much. So one, you're actually struggling to build muscle in that area because you're never actually giving it adequate rest time. And number two, you're trying to build the muscle that's not going to target in the fat in that area. So you won't have success that way. And then often people get discouraged because they're not seeing success in that like simple core workout. They do the same core workout every single day for three months and then say, why is there no change? Because they're not having all over fat loss, which is what makes the body look better. As you do strength training all over your body, the muscles burn more calories. The more muscle you have, that means that you are able to see more definition with a balanced diet. The combination of building muscle and having a balanced diet is what helps with fat loss. But your body is in charge. Your body is going to lose fat in a manner that it wants because muscles are located in that spot, but fat is spread out throughout the whole body. So often people will lose weight And they will come to me and say, well, I'm losing it in my belly, but I want to lose it in my thighs first. And the next person will say, I'm losing it in my thighs first, but I want to lose it in my belly first. Or I'm losing it in my face and then my arms. Everyone is different. Your body, your genetics are going to affect the way that you lose weight. You can't control what areas of the body lose weight first. What you can control is that you are doing a awesome full body workout using all the muscles. You don't have to do a full body workout every day, but you do need to break up the muscles and work all the muscles in the body over the time span of the week, which makes it a full body workout. That is going to increase muscle mass all over the body, which is going to increase your ability to lose fat because you're adding muscle with the balanced diet and then your body composition will change. We cannot manipulate where the fat comes from first because that is a lot genetic and how we're built with different body types. I have a whole episode about body types, an ectomorph, a mesomorph, and an endomorph, and they do play a role as well as just your classic genetics and how you're built. But with that said, the fat does come off as you are consistent with a solid workout plan and a balanced diet. So if you are solely working on a area that you are trying to target for 
fat loss, I promise you it's going to get discouraging because you're not going to see that because you're not building muscle all over your body to speed up your metabolism to actually create fat loss. You're just honing in on one little muscle and it's going to get discouraging and you'll end up giving up. So next time you read an article, you see something that says, we're going to target your arms. Understand that what they're doing is they're showing you a movement that is building muscle in your arms, but that doesn't mean you can do that workout and suddenly lose fat in your arms. It is going to build the muscle, which again, fixes the metabolism or just improves the metabolism. Maybe yours doesn't need fixed. It could just make it stronger because you're building the muscle. So that is a correct concept in that we can train different muscles in our body, but we can't spot reduce fat. I also linked two National Institute of Health studies which explain that full body strength training is what helps people with fat loss and that you can't spot reduce the fat. I will put them both in my show notes. They were both really, really interesting. So if you like the studies that back the information I share, please go read those and you'll be like, okay, that does make sense. Because even though I know that, I know that's a hard concept for people to understand that it's about building the muscle. It's not about targeting certain fat because your body will lose it all over. All right. My next myth is a little bit different because it's technically a myth, but not fully a myth. So I feel like it could be confusing. It's when people say, if it's not burning, it's not working. So people will often think, oh, if the muscle's not burning, it's not doing its job. And while that can be correct, it doesn't always have to be correct for maximum fat loss or for maximum abilities to strengthen your muscles. So let me explain this. There are two different types of burn that you will experience in your body. One of them is muscular overload. And that is when you are lifting weights and the effort that your muscle is doing is at full capacity and it can't lift anymore and it feels muscle overload and so it starts to burn and shake. The other one is localized muscle fatigue. That happens when your muscle basically gets tired, which is different than the muscle overload. So here's an example. I could be doing a shoulder press with a barbell or dumbbells or whatever. And that is where I have weight in my hands and I am lifting my arms above my head into a shoulder press. And maybe I'm doing, you know, eight to 10 reps. And the last couple reps are really hard for me. I'm feeling my muscle, you know, it's kind of on fire. It's kind of shaking. And that is muscle overload because the capacity for my muscle, it's too much to get that weight up. So it's really working hard. And that burn is fantastic. The other one is if you just lifted your arms up perpendicular with your body and you held them there for an extended period of time, eventually your shoulders would start shaking. They would start kind of burning not as much shaking. I should say they will start burning. and It's kind of both. Start burning because after a while, it is hard for your arm to stay up holding that gravity. Both of those do create burn. But my question for you and something I want you to think about is which one is actually going to make your muscle work harder to break it down to rebuild it? It's actually going to be the exercise where you're holding the weight. Now, the exercise where your arm's out in the front, maybe you're doing arm circles or something, which is great. And let me also say, I do both types of exercise. I mean, one is body weight where you're holding the arm and maybe you're doing circles. That is going to challenge your body's capacity and its endurance level, but it's not going to tear and break down the muscle the same as if trying to overpower 
a weight, trying to overload and move above the weight. It is fatiguing the muscle. Second of all, typically our smallest muscles fatigue first. So if I was doing something where I was leaning over and I'm doing a tricep kickback just with no weight, but just like lifting my arm back and back and back, eventually that tricep is going to fatigue and start burning. But just because that is happening does not mean that that muscle is building the same as if I was holding a 15-pound weight in my hand and doing less reps and going slower, and maybe the burn wouldn't be as intense painful, but there would be a shake in the muscle. There can be, obviously, really good signs of a burn during some activities, though, that are higher reps. For example, when you are doing a HIIT workout or a cardio or anything that's high intensity, it's going to be effective because it helps you gauge your cardiovascular effort. So you're able to monitor your you know, fitness level a little bit better if you're doing maybe jump squats in a HIIT workout over and over again and you start feeling the burning, that is a good way to monitor your cardiovascular activity. It's also really good to be paying attention to the burn when you're trying to connect in strength training your mind-body connection. So that basically means when you're doing a movement, you are making sure that you are feeling the specific muscle that you are working. So oftentimes people will do a movement and they'll say, where should I be feeling this? And if you can't feel what's shaking or what's working, then there is no mind-body connection. So when you're doing a squat, slow it down, increase the weights, pay attention. Are my glutes firing as I go to stand? Am I pushing through the heels? Do I feel that activation in the right muscles? That can create shaking and it can also increase your awareness of how you're moving through exercises, which are going to make your ability to build muscle better. So it's not that just doing body weight is ineffective. It's that I want you to be aware of what you are feeling and that it's not just pain. You're not just flying through the motions and doing 100 reps and then being like, oh yeah, my arms are sore, but you're actually connecting it a little bit better and feeling the actual muscle. So to kind of sum it up, just because you are burning and you're holding two pound weights and you're doing 100 reps doesn't mean that that's a better way of building muscle because you're feeling an intense burn than if you were using heavier weights and not feeling that burn as much. For example, my husband kind of goes in and out of powerlifting. He really enjoys it. And when he does like a one rep max or a three rep max, he doesn't feel that same burn when he's lifting those super heavy weights. But there is no doubt that he is building the muscle. He is using muscle overload to push through that weight and get those three reps up and building muscle, which is increasing his metabolism. He may not feel the burn in that moment, but there is definitely muscle being built hands down, which might be in most ways more effective than if we do 100 reps with a two-pound weight because that can be getting into the lactic acid where we're just fatiguing the muscle instead of overloading it. So my point in bringing up this whole section is that while I say if it's not burning, it's not working, that is true. So even though it's not 100% true all the time or 100% false all the time, what I want you to be aware of is that sometimes when you go heavier, you may not feel the burn, but it may take more exertion to make the move happen with good form and activating the right muscles so that you can work it properly, which is going to build 
a ton of muscle and you may not feel the burn in that process. High repetition and repetition movements can work, but my point is it is not always the best choice just because you're feeling the burn. All right, and the last fat loss myth I'm going to get into, which really does couple with the it's not burning, it's not working, is if you do lift heavier weights, because I know in the last section I basically said that always doing high repetition and not as much weight isn't the most effective. And as I've mentioned before, I do all kinds of movements. I do heavy weights, accessory movements. I do band things. I do body weight. I mix it up. So I just want you to realize if you are always doing body weight and you are always just feeling the burn, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the best burn for your goals to build muscle to increase the metabolism, which will help with fat loss. So you're going to want to mix in some heavier weights. So this next section really fits into that is that often when I tell people, I want you to increase your weights, they say to me, oh, no, no, I don't want to lift more weights because I don't want to get more bulky. I just want to be toned. I don't really want to add muscle like that. And I'm like, oh, help me. Someone help me right now. (laughs) Because this is so common. And you even see magazines that push this thought. And I'm like, stop perpetuating a lie. There is no such thing as toned. Toned is a feminine word for adding muscle. It is for tightening a muscle, is for making a muscle more strong, more defined, and more feelable, you know, and even the shape of the muscle. Defined means this muscle has to have shape, which means it has to build. So toned, while I'm totally fine saying toned, I think it's a fine word, but when people confuse it and say, oh, I don't want to add muscle, I just want to say toned, that doesn't make sense. They're the same thing. One is just a feminine version of it. So you cannot get bulky with adding weights, I promise you. Weights, using weights regularly and appropriately will improve more than just your muscle. It improves your heart health. It keeps your tendons and joints and ligaments lubricated, and it helps you feeling good, and it boosts your metabolism, your caloric burn, and enhances your posture. It literally helps everything in your life. There are so many people that I see who they only do cardio and their posture is off because while their cardiovascular system is fantastically strong, their actual muscles in their back and arms and, you know, upper body or, you know, even throughout their stomach are weak. And so they have poor posture. It is the same way if someone only lifts weights and never does cardio. They are not going to be as cardiovascular strong as the opposite. So it really is good to have a mix of both of them. I really do believe in both. I hate when people who mainly lift weights bash cardio. I hate when people who only do cardio bash weights. It is true that you need them both. They are both your friend and they both have different purposes. But weights often get the misconception of, well, if I lift, I'll get bulky. You will not. You will literally have, you will maintain muscle. You will maintain your size better because your metabolism has to work better to maintain the muscle. So you will maintain that better and your posture and your ligaments and bones and everything will feel a little bit better because the muscles supporting your frame, your skeletal frame are stronger, which is a win whether we are 30 or whether we are 90. Having more muscle also decreases injuries. It increases your energy. It regulates your hormones. And yeah, it makes you stronger. It literally does so many things. And lifting weights 
Honestly, if you're doing it effectively by spacing out your body parts, making sure that you're working hard, making sure your form is good, you are not going to get bulky unless you're specifically training to get bulky. That is like doing all power stuff and eating to get bulky and taking supplements to get bulky. That is how you do it. It is like all the above. I can lift really, really heavy, but if I don't take supplements to like really put on that muscle mass and I'm not eating to bulk, I'm not going to bulk and neither will you. You will build muscle and you will have a stronger metabolism with lifting. It will not naturally do it. A female's hormones are not conducive to bulking. I promise they are not. It actually can be handicapped for some women when they are trying to put on excessive muscle mass, but our hormones are not set up for that in the average woman. So essentially, no one is ever going to get bulky accidentally. It just doesn't work that way. It takes a lot of effort for that to happen. So you don't need to be afraid of getting bulky if you start lifting weights. Because I've read this quote before, and I think it is fantastic. I wish I knew who said it, but the quote makes complete sense. It says, being afraid to drive a car because you're afraid you'll turn into a NASCAR driver is the same of being afraid of lifting weights because you're afraid you'll get bulky. It is so on point because we drive cars every day and we don't think, oh my gosh, we're going to turn into NASCAR drivers. (laughs) Yet when we lift weights, we often think, oh my gosh, we're going to get bulky. No, you're not. It's just not going to work out that way. So don't deny yourself the privilege of building muscle and feeling awesome in your body and all of those things. That's it for today. I hope those four tips breaking down those myths were helpful. You can't turn fat into muscle. They're different tissues explaining why that is correct and why that matters. You cannot spot train certain areas of the body for fat loss. That is incorrect as well. And just because it's not burning doesn't mean that it's not working because there is a variety. And lastly, lifting weights will not make you bulky. And toned is the same thing as adding muscle. Hopefully this was helpful today. If you did find it helpful, don't forget to share it. I always appreciate that. And as always, you are doing better than you think you are. That's it for today. We'll chat next week.